Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Tyler LeBlanc out of Newark, Delaware, his company, Delaware Trash Can Cleaning, LLC. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Good. How are you, Victoria? Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking some time today to join us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to happy to be on here and talk to you guys. I mean, you guys have been dealing with me for three years, so I'm, I'm happy to get on your podcast. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know you're extremely passionate about the industry and learning new things about it and helping others. And we'll definitely get into some of the things that you've learned in your three plus years of being in business. But let's go back to the beginning. 2020, you're getting ready to take delivery of your trailer. If I remember correctly, you couldn't even come down for training because of COVID. What was that like for you starting a new business? I believe your first business that you've owned. And then all of a sudden you have all these obstacles. Uh, It was my second business. The first one I did was way back before I um, even had my corporate job, but uh, it was in 2018 when I found the trash bin industry. Um, and it was one of your dad's equipment that was uh, in Florida. Um, and, you know, there are palm trees everywhere and some guy was just cleaning out trash cans. And I'm like, that's interesting. And I just started diving into it and I realized that nobody did it here. So um, the two years leading up to 2020 was I had a corporate job. I knew that in order for me to leave that job, I had to like clear up some finances and get myself in the right position to start the business. But in 2020, with the it was like January, I actually got furloughed from my job, and that just gave me the time that I needed to actually build what I have now. So um, taking that delivery, the trailer was super exciting, and you guys were super helpful. Like when I first started, um, but yeah, I just kind of came across the video on YouTube and then just planned you know, a couple of years in advance and then just pulled the trigger right when COVID happened. And everybody says that, you know, the COVID was like the worst year. And for me, it was a good year because I got to start a new business. I got out of the corporate world and here I am now with this business and two trucks. So super excited, super happy. And it's been a journey. <laughs> I'm sure it's been. And we should probably also mention you started with the trailer and you just recently took delivery of your SB4 PTO. So showcasing how you've been able to grow. I mean, when you first started, was that a goal of yours to say, you know, down the road, I want to expand? Because some people get into it and are like, look, I'm cool with one system. Was that always a goal of yours to expand on that? It was. I just wanted to start small in the beginning. Just, you know, like everybody else, you want to keep your expenses a little lower. You wanted to kind of test the waters to see if it would work. Um, And it actually, you know, did what everybody wants it to do. It kind of exploded. And, you know, the PTO has been a huge, huge upgrade and, and I was always looking forward to getting it, but yeah, it's definitely cool to have the bigger system now and it's able to handle a lot more. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a goal in the beginning was, you know, start small and then expand slowly and then, you know, obviously keep branching out and see how far it could scale pretty much. That's awesome. Happy to see your success. It's always great when somebody gets to make that call to add on to their system. And if you're an aspiring entrepreneur looking to join the Sparkling Bins family and getting involved, in the trash can cleaning business, make sure you click the link below. You'd be like Tyler one day, hopefully on the podcast, growing your business. Tyler, you're similar to me where your only partner in the company is your dad. Are there any interesting stories of your time working together? Honestly, um, it's just been a journey for both of us. So for go back to my first business, you know, I went to my father to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, do you have any interest in like investing in it? And he told me no, because Back in the day, I was super young. I didn't really have a strong business plan. And he wanted me to learn, you know, make sure you put a plan together. Make sure, you know, you're not going to get 
a loan from the bank if you don't have the proper plan. So it was no different with him. Um, but then when the trash can thing happened, he saw the opportunity as well, uh, but he's still working his corporate job. So he's, he owns 10% of the company um, and he helps me reconcile and keep things super organized. So he is an organizational like guru <laughs> um, and he saved things like on the back end that I might have not have caught. Um, but I love working with him because him and I are on the same page. And anytime there's a problem that comes up, we both just try to work hard and find the solution together uh, because it's both of our businesses at the, you know, the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you have stories too, working with your father as well. You know, there are some different challenges along the way. I mean, just solving all the problems that, that come across as a business. I mean, you know, there's no specific story that, that points out or, you know, that I can think of, but I do enjoy working with them every day. And, um, it's, it's, it's a fun ride that we're both experiencing. So I should definitely reiterate when I was speaking before. I don't have any stake in the company. I'm putting that out there before my dad calls my mom freaking out, figuring out if she gave me stake without him knowing. So I don't have any stake in it. So that's great that you're the majority owner. Maybe helps you when you guys are making decisions. But it's definitely rewarding working with family. And I think it allows for some moments of maybe more heated discussions because it's family, of course, and there's a lot at stake because you're both in it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same. I'd rather work with family than other people. It's good to know you're all, you all have skin in the same game. As you've been growing, Tyler, can definitely check out your social media pages and you're very active on there. Which platforms do you think have been most successful for you gaining clients and how important was it to you to make sure you had a strong social media presence? Um, in the beginning, social media, I knew that, you know, branding is super important. So I wanted to have my logo everywhere. So I started just posting on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Nextdoor. Um, just kind of spreading it out as, as far as I could in the beginning. And then over time, Facebook really took the lead on gaining new clients. Um, the Facebook ads, I know they don't work for everybody, but they definitely worked well in my area. I'm not sure if it's a demographic or just the location, but super helpful to get the uh, just that logo in front of everybody on their feed. And whether they click on the link or not, you know, they're still seeing the logo and they, then they might see the truck on the road. Um, and that helps me spread the brand awareness because as you know, the industry is still new. So trying to educate all the newer or all the clients, I should say, to understand that the service exists. Um, I just knew that branding was super important in the beginning. So spreading it out like Facebook definitely helped 100%. And besides the Facebook ads, getting people to post in groups for you. So let's say you clean someone's hands, you send them the before and afters. Um, you reach out to them and say, Hey, could you, you know, make a post in, you know, your neighborhood group or something, um, just to bring more awareness to it. And that's what really helped me, um, in the beginning is I had a few moms post in their social media, you know, neighborhood groups on Facebook and everybody saw the logo and whether they saw it before or not somewhere else, then they realized, Oh, it's in my neighborhood. I'll sign up for the service. Um, so Facebook was definitely a huge help. Um, Instagram, you know, next door, Better Business Bureau too. I have a, an account there where um, I have maybe 16 or 17 like reviews on there. Um, I was just trying to drive every single one um, to, you know, if they were going to help me or not, I wasn't sure, but just using every platform to my advantage to get the service in front of people. Uh, that's what I focused on from the beginning. And I still do it now. I'll make like, you know, a Google post once a month. Um, I'll try to post a, a video on YouTube once a month um, and just, keep the consistency going that way when you search on Google, it'll track across all the platforms and you'll see it pop up 
in, in multiple spots. So um, that's pretty much that's been my goal since the beginning. Yeah, just spread out and post on every single platform that, that I could. And I like that you said it might not work for everyone. I feel like so many times on Facebook, people are like, what works best for you? And it seems like everyone just wants an easy answer. And it does vary. And a lot of it, like you said, it's repetition. The more people see it, it's like anything in life. We get busy, you forget about it. So I think that's good that you're stressing the importance of being repetitive. And sometimes you have to try different things and fail at it and then figure out what's the best fit for you. Absolutely. The, you know, if Facebook ads don't work for you, what's also worked for us getting in front of people, like going to a parade, going to um, like table and booth events. And, uh, we have one down in uh, Middletown called the Peach Festival where hundreds and hundreds of people go. You just got to get into the parade, get your truck in front of people and show them that it exists. And you'll turn a lot of heads and, you know, getting a, people's attention to look at the truck, getting their attention to look at your business, that's going to help you in the long run. And, you know, if one thing doesn't work, you just got to try another. We've done door hangers too. That's another thing that's super important. Uh, while, you know, I just hired a new employee. So while he's cleaning, I'll go out and just tag all the cans down the street that are empty because they have the same trash company. You know, if they sign up for the service, they're going to be on the same schedule as the one you're already cleaning. So we try to tag cans too as much as we can. Um, in the beginning, my brother and I, I think we tagged over 4,500 like cans. Um, and what's funny about that is it might not work right away. So, you know, we hand out all these door hangers and we're like, oh man, like, you know, nobody, nobody signed up in this neighborhood, but we passed out a hundred flyers. What happened? Fast forward a year, I still get people that sign up and they say door hanger when I haven't ran any door hangers in, you know, a year or so, they save those things and they either put them on the fridge, they put them on their counter, and then they might come across it later. And maybe they've seen your brand seven or eight times since then. They're like, oh, I, I definitely trust them now. Like, you know, look at all their five-star reviews, look at all the people that are using the service. So it's just, a, it's a long game. And that's what I'm here to play for is, is the long game. So, you know, you might not get immediate results on, tagging cans right away, but maybe in a year that person saved it. And, you know, that's just another example of a way to get yourself out there and, and, and market your business. Persistency is definitely key. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway, alongside Tyler LeBlanc out of Newark, Delaware, talking about his experience with doing social media and another aspect of growing your business and making sure you're organized, Tyler, are CRMs. How important do you think it is to have a good CRM and how has that played into the success of your company? Well, based on my experience, I think, you know, if I, if I could go back and start over, I would have researched a little harder on the CRM. Um, I kind of went with the group consensus, uh, which is Jobber, in which Jobber does a great job um, for what it is. But as you grow and add more people, um, I realized I needed something better that was going to handle that kind of volume. Um, but it is super important, no matter what the CRM is, no matter what you use, it's important because it keeps it keeps you organized. It keeps all your clients in one one location. You know, everything's in one spot. Alerts, texts, emails, whatever it may be, they all automatically go out to your clients. So you're not, you know, sending texts to 50 people a day uh, from a Google spreadsheet or something. You can automatically have it um, set for you, um, which is, you know, something crucial in this business is trying to automate as much as you can at least the simple things. Um, but yeah, CRM organization and, and getting your routes scheduled too. Like we have 12 different trash haulers in Delaware. So the logistics get a little tricky. And if I didn't have my CRM, um, I, I think I'd be a little lost. So 
it really helps me get a visual of what where my routes are, what's more condensed, where I'm going for the day. You know, even that um, gets tricky, but it's definitely important to have a CRM to keep you organized and keep your routes organized and everything in one spot. It makes it a whole lot easier. Now, there's a few CRMs out there, Tyler, and everyone has their preferences. Which one have you found to be most effective? So in the beginning, I went with Jobber and I wasn't using Jobber for payments. I was using Jobber for scheduling, routing and customer communication. Um, I'm now currently switching over to Service Autopilot um, because I've done some more research and they've been super, super helpful along the way. It, we've had a lot of hiccups merging everything because... Once you start growing, it's difficult to merge all those clients to, to a new software. Like there's a lot of things happening on the back end that take up a lot of your time. Um, you have to dive deep and research why something isn't working, why why this person's account's not working. There's a lot of small things along the way that have been um, challenging uh, over the past five months. But yeah, Service Autopilot seems to be the answer because you can automate a lot of um, like marketing emails, you can automate, obviously with text and emails, that's a given. Um, let's say you have 50 people for the day and your truck breaks down and you have to reach out to all 50 of those people. I can click one button and email them with a document that's already uploaded in Service Autopilot. It takes me, you know, it cuts way down on my admin time uh, to be, you know, running my business, so to speak. So my goal in the next couple months is get it to where everything is automated through Service Autopilot. Now I use it for payments. Everything is in one spot. Um, my father also likes it a lot because we're not going back and forth between uh, cross-referencing emails, cross-referencing payments, going, you know, trying to tie everything together. It's all in one location. Um, and you can bill customers through there, communicate with them. It's super helpful and it's easy to use. And super customizable too to your business. Um, you know, I'm sure if one business has their CRM running and then they look at another businesses, they might be totally lost, but it's still the same CRM. It's because it's custom to whatever you want it to be, um, which is what I really like about Service Autopilot. So definitely recommend uh, Service Autopilot. It, it is a little pricey in the beginning. It did drive me away because in the beginning, obviously I'm trying to keep my expenses low. Um, but as you grow, like, you got to spend money to make money. And the CRM is just, it's a no brainer. Like it's, Automatic payments, you know, automatic everything uh, is what I was looking for. So I'm, I'm okay to spend the money now for a, for a better CRM. I like that you also said you took the time to research it because people ask us all the time what to use. And, you know, we're still on job or trying to migrate off. But like you mentioned, there's some things on there that make it difficult at times to migrate that amount of people over. But what you like, we might not and vice versa. So we always tell people, do your research. There's free demos out there. And the fact that they've been helpful, I think that's a good selling point for them because like you said, if not, you're going to be on YouTube all night trying to figure out how to troubleshoot and you have people wondering when they've been charged or when you're coming to service them. So I like that you said you researched it. It's definitely a good piece of advice for people out there that are looking to get started in the industry. As you've grown, Tyler, are there any ways that you feel like you've given back to the community, local owned? I know that's very important to a lot of people and it's definitely a good way to grow your brand. Um. We've done a couple parades. I mean, to give back, we've um, we did Career Day. Uh, this was maybe two months ago. Um, I had a friend's wife that works at a elementary school, maybe ten minutes from here, um, and they have basically Career Day where you know fire trucks show up, construction vehicles show up, 
um, similar to like those touch a truck events. Um, and I just set up the cans and let the kids use the remote, you know, use the gray heads. And even some of the teachers were asking me like, do you service this area? Because that's so smart. Like, you know, it, it definitely got attention, but you know, the kids love the, uh, hands-on, uh, the hands-on truck, you know, I let them use the wireless remote, let them hit the handles. Um, at the peach festival, like I mentioned before that parade that we go to, uh, we always give out a free cleaning for a year. So we do a quarterly package for free. It's $140 value. Um, and we run a raffle for that as well. So someone wins every year. So we just give out a free cleaning for a year just to, you know, generate awareness, push the brand more, you know, it's worth doing it for free for a year. If it get, you know, gets you 10 extra people that are like, well, you know, what's going on? Why, why are you getting your cans clean? And then that person explains to them, you know. I got it for free at the parade, you know, it was super cool. But um, once we're a little more established and my employee is um, working all of my routes for me, I plan on being more, you know, active in terms of growing the business, scaling it, um, getting it in front of people and trying to give back more, um, give back more to the community and, you know, in the local surrounding area. You've been doing this now for three years, Tyler. So if you could give a piece of advice to anyone who's looking to start their own business, what would it be? Um, I think you have to just research a lot and do your homework, so to speak. It's it's really important to also ask yourself, is this something that I can do? Because a lot of people see it as, you know, they start running the numbers. They're like, oh, if I clean X amount of cans, you know, I can make X amount of dollars and oh, it's it's it's, it's guaranteed success. But there were a lot of things along the way that like you don't realize, like, for example, you know, having issues with equipment, you know, you have you have a scheduled route for the day and all of a sudden you have a flat tire or, you, you know, you, you got a water leak or, or something along those lines. Running a business is a lot more difficult than maybe social media makes it seem. Yeah. Because everybody <laughs> sees the highlight reel on social media, you know, um, but nobody ever sees behind the scenes. So. I would just say, ask yourself, is this something that, you know, I could do? Is this something that's for me? You know, like working a nine to five, I mean, it was, it's a lot different. You're, you're probably, you're more along the lines working a 12 to 12, um, because after you're cleaning cans all day, all the admin work, you, you just got to switch hats, you know, you got to put the, the admin cap on and the mechanical hat and the sales hat. And th there's a lot of, involvement besides cleaning cans. So I think it's important just to ask yourself, can I run a business? Is this for me? You know, where do I see myself in one year, three years, five years, and just plan accordingly. Um, I think that's super important, you know, and, and if I could go back, I would, I would still do the same thing. I would do exactly what I did and just look at myself and say, Hey, can I do this? Do you think it's worth the time? Do you think it's worth, you know, the stress? And for me it is because I see, I really enjoy you know, all the variety of things that I have to do to keep it running. But yeah, definitely ask yourself, is this, uh, is running a business for me? And lastly, before we let you go, Tyler, where do you want to see Delaware Trash Can Cleaning LLC in the next three years? Uh, I'd say in the next three years, I'd like to be out of the truck. You know, I'm, I'm less and less, I'm doing less and less of the cleanings as time goes on uh, with my new employees been with me for about three months now. Um, I, I, the goal is to get another truck after this one, get somebody else that can run that truck. So we have two running that way. I don't have to be out cleaning. 
um, and maybe expand into more of like house washing, soft washing, pressure washing, things like that. Because, you know, as you know, the equipment has multiple streams of income. You could be doing surface cleanings on the weekend. You could house wash. You can modify the equipment to make it work for you. It's not just trash cans. So I want to take advantage of all the different streams that I could, you know, use with the equipment. Um, so, you know, if I get another PTO, I could have two people running that, those trucks. And I still have my trailer and truck in the driveway, which I've already modified to do soft washing and, and concrete washing. So my goal would just to be, you know, I don't mind being out there surface cleaning. It's a little less um, like urgent, if you will. You know, you're not doing 50 stops in a day and, and trying to get to the next one. And, you know, do I have enough time? Do I have enough daylight? You know, I, I don't mind being out, <laughs> having two drivers work together and, and crush the route. And then while I'm doing surface cleaning, um, that's kind of where I see it in the next three years. Um, but yeah, just hopefully me off of the routes and, and, and more uh, laid back surface cleaning and house washing. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for taking some time today to join us on Trash Chatter. Thank you for all of your support. Um, I know us here at Sparkling Bins, we're so happy to see you succeed and we know how much you care about the industry and that's our favorite type of people to deal with. So thank you so much for taking some time today and. We wish you the best of luck as you continue to grow. Yeah, of course, Victoria. And I appreciate you guys. You guys always have the best customer support. You know, I could call you guys on a Friday night and you guys are closing up. You'll go above and beyond to help me. So that I really appreciate. And that's why I will continue to buy equipment from you and your father. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tyler. Once again, inside of Trash Chatter, make sure to like and subscribe below so you can tune in to all of our episodes. We release two a month with entrepreneurs such as Tyler LeBlanc. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.